0: We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. John chapter 4, if you haven't, just shout, I got it. I'm going to begin there in verse 3. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. We're going to pray together and you may be seated. Lord, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for your spirit that's in this house. I thank you, Lord, for this great celebration of all of our nations. And today, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me today to encourage the church. In Jesus' name I pray. The church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the precious name of Jesus. I don't want to uh, speak very long today, but I want to talk to you on this subject. And he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, That's a really a, a crazy way to word that statement. This is John writing. In the book of John, if you are familiar with the book of John, you know that the book of John was written almost 65 years after the death of Jesus. John is writing his book as an old man. Most of our early writers uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they wrote their books fairly quickly after Jesus had died. They wrote their books on a fresh remembrance, a fresh idea of what Jesus had done. Many of these men walked with God, talked with him Luke was a bystander, a reporter, so to speak. And so his reporting is from eyewitness accounts. And as these men are writing, they are writing from a fresh perspective. And John writes his book many, many years after all of them. And as John is writing his book, he's writing from a perspective of what he remembers. And he's also writing because he's already seen what's happened in the church. And he's, he's, he's able to have a perspective of, uh, of what's really going on around him. By this time, Paul has already become an apostle and is starting churches in Asia. And Saul, who used to be, who Paul used to be Saul, uh, tempting the churches and also putting many in prison. And so all of this is going on in the world of John as John writes this this epistle to us today. And he writes uh, this statement, he talks about the moment that they're with Jesus and uh, the Lord knew that the Pharisees heard that Jesus made him baptize more disciples than John. And John will uh, just put a note here in John chapter 4 and verse 2, and he's like, Jesus didn't baptize anybody, but his disciples baptized them. It wasn't Jesus didn't baptize, it was his disciples. And then John writes about him leaving Judea and coming into Galilee, And he puts this statement in here in verse 4, John 4 and 4. He must needs go through Samaria. It's a weird way to say that. Um, Why didn't he just say he went through Samaria? Um, I believe what John was trying to do here was make a point, an iteration, so to speak, on this point that It really wasn't an option for Jesus. He must needs go through Samaria. It wasn't something that uh, he could have avoided. It wasn't a place that he could have avoided going. We'll see later that his disciples did not go with him, but they went to buy meat, for it was lunchtime, as you'll find out in just a moment. However. If you do the the research and you do the history, you know that this is not on the way to Galilee. However, it is on the way to Galilee, but nobody goes this way. You see, the Samaritans and the Jews, their, their cultures are intermingled. To be a Samaritan means that you're half Jew. That's how the Jews would view you as a half Jew. Really, it's, it's a whole lot. If you do the research on it, <clears throat> it's a lot more than that. These are Chaldeans. These are people from different places. But they have taken on a Jewish lifestyle. And they live, most of them live as Orthodox Jews, even though they're not blood Jews. Many of this, uh, theologians will say, comes from uh, the systematic uh, servants uh, coming in and out of Jerusalem, picking up on the Judea religion and beginning to live that way and raise their children that way and believing in a monotheistic God. hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, not serving idols and not having any other God before them. It was a system of believing they liked what the Jews were doing and so they became Jewish in their own right. And these people lived in Samaria. Samaria was a place. Here's what the Jews would say about Samaritans. They are dogs. That is their concept of them. And so from Judea to Galilee, you go right through Samaria. However, the Jews have circumvented that. And they have a way that they go, so they never have to go through Samaria. Uh, They they make another route that goes around Samaria. Samaria. It's a, a, we call it a bypass today. If you don't want to go straight through town, they have a bypass that'll go around town so you can keep with your people and your kind. And you never have to be around anybody else's people and their kind. And so as they leave from Judea going into Galilee, Jesus says, I'm not taking the bypass. I'm not going around. I must needs go through Samaria. Not an option for me. I have to go. I gotta go. I need to go. If y'all want to go around the bypass, you can go around the bypass. You can avoid these people. But I, there's a mission for me in Samaria. There's a calling for me in Samaria. Samaria. There's somebody in Samaria that only I can reach. Amen. We live in a world today, we live in a society where it is very easy to just be with your kind and your people. Uh, We we, we have come a very, very long way as a community of people, absolutely. It's not what it used to be. But it's very easy for us to uh, live by the term birds of a feather flock together, but I want to tell you that there is somebody on the other side of town that only you can reach. There's somebody in your neighborhood who may not look like you, have the same belief as you, have the same skin tone as you, but only you can reach them, only you can tell them about a man named Jesus. Jesus showed us this when he refused to take the bypass. When he refused to go around, but he went through. When he came into Samaria, he came into a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied of his journey, sat down at the well. It was about the sixth hour of the day, which their day starts at six in the morning. So this is 12 noon. This is lunchtime, Jewish lunchtime. Also happens to be my lunchtime. And we're 21 minutes past it. Glory to the Lamb. And a woman came and sat down at the well. And she came to draw water from the well. And Jesus said, uh, could you give me something to drink? Because his disciples had went away to the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew asketh drink of me? How is it that you... She could tell that he was a Jew. There was something about him, a look. She knew that he was a Jew. And she knew that she was Samaritan. And she knew that these two people had no dealings. And and so in her mind, she's confused. How is it that you being a Jew would ask me for something to drink? Watch what she says in verse 9. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. We don't talk. We're not friends. You don't ask me for anything, and I don't ask you for anything. Matter of fact, in this day and time, it was, it was, even, it was even not okay for a man to ask a woman that wasn't his wife or something. This, this whole thing for her is off. This doesn't add up. But watch what Jesus says to her in verse 10 of chapter 4. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. He said, if you knew the gift of God, he's talking about himself. He is the gift from God. And he said, if you knew the gift of God and you, if you knew who it was that was asking you, you would ask me. And I would give you living water. Yes. You see, Jesus is always the common denominator across every culture. Today in this church, we have over 28 nations represented in this room. 28 different tribes and tongues and nations represented. But there is one common denominator among us all, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. Can I tell you today, he doesn't, he, it doesn't care where you come from, doesn't matter your background, what country you are born in, what country your mother and father were born in, Jesus is that gift. Jesus is that gift. This woman said to him, he said, sir, how how are you going to give me something to drink? You don't even have anything to draw from. A second ago, you was asking me for something to drink. And then she says, are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Now this is a, th- th- this is a type in shadow too because if, if Jacob and his children and his cattle drank from this well, then that would make this a holy well. But he said you can drink from that Old Testament. You can drink from that old thing and you'll thirst again. He was also speaking of the natural water that was in that well. You can drink from this natural water or you can even drink from the spiritual connotation that you believe that Jacob drank from this well. But if you do that, I promise you, you'll be thirsty again. So many people in today's society have never met Jesus in the way that they should meet him and they constantly stay thirsty. They drink from drugs They drink from alcohol, they drink from the pool of success, they drink from money, they drink from relationships, some drink from houses and cars and land, but you will always thirst again if you drink from that well. He said, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again, but the water I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Can I tell you, he came to give us everlasting life. If you drink from that, you'll thirst again. But if you drink from Jesus, Here's what the woman said. She said, sir, give me. Oh, give me drink. Give me a way If if, if what you're telling me is true, I'll never have to come back to this well again. This well is an embarrassment for me. I'm the only woman in this town who draws water at noon. Every other woman comes in the morning and they sit around and talk, but I'm an outcast. She doesn't know that Jesus knows it yet, but she's been divorced five times. And a woman could not divorce in that time. So that means five separate men told her she wasn't good enough. She said, oh, give me this water. Give me this water that I never have to come back here again. Give me this water I can hide my face in my house and never show myself again. Give me this water that I thirst not, watch what she said, neither come hither to draw. I don't want to come back here. I don't want to do this again. I don't want people looking out their window. There she go again, drawing water at noon like a crazy lady because she's too embarrassed to come with everybody else because of her past. Oh, you don't know who's living beside you who has a past that is keeping them from living a life of fullness. He said give it to me. Jesus said unto her, go 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 tell thy husband to come. And the woman said, I I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast said very well, I have no husband. But for thou hast had 5 husbands. And he whom you're with now, he ain't even your husband. She's had five men tell her she's not good enough to keep. And now she has one man who's telling her she ain't good enough to keep. The woman saith unto him, sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. That's why I wanted this water. I wanted this water so I could be freed from the shame. I wanted this water so I could be free from the guilt. I wanted this water so I'd never have to come here again because I've had five husbands, and now I got one more. So that's six men, but Jesus was the seventh man. Jesus I perceive that you are a prophet and our fathers worshipped in this mountain and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her woman believe me the hour cometh when ye shall neither work in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the father. Ye worship ye know not what we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, which he is come. He will tell us all these things. And Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. Listen, I don't know if you know this or not, but the first person that Jesus revealed himself to as the Christ was a fifth time divorcee at a well you know why because I must needs go through Samaria there's a place I gotta go y'all might not y'all might go around it but I'm going through it because there's somebody I gotta see there's somebody I gotta touch there's somebody's life I gotta get involved in can I tell you a truth Chapel What you see today sitting in this room is intentional. We want it to be like this because we need to go through every place there is, reach every culture there is, talk to every person there is. This is a church for all nations. Why? Because we must needs go through Samaria. This is a church for all people. Why? Because we must needs go through Samaria. Jesus is the common denominator. I'm almost finished. Matter of fact, music can come and give y'all some hope. <laughs> Jesus said, I- I- I'm He. And upon this came His disciples. Watch, watch the, the next couple of verses in 27, 28, and 29. Then came His disciples and marveled that He talked with the woman. they marveled in their mind but no man said anything (laughs) they they, they thought man this is crazy he's talking to this woman yet no man said anything Uh, yet no man said what seekest thou or why talkest with her and the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men come see a man which told me all things that I ever did, is not this, the Christ. The first person to to proclaim Christ on the earth were angels in a field. To shepherds who nobody really cared about. But the second person to proclaim Christ is here in your Bible, the second person to go and declare to people Christ is here was a fifth-time divorcee shacked up with a man who weren't a husband. Why? Lord, why? why? Why is it angels proclaiming that you're here on earth and then this Samaritan woman proclaiming that the Christ is here. Why? Because I must needs go through Samaria. You see, Jesus knew that there's a revival in this nation. The men came. Yeah, they, they sure did. They came and they talked to Jesus. The Bible says that they asked him to stay. Please stay with us. And when Jesus left, guess what the men said to the woman? They said to the woman, now we believe it not because of what you said, but because of what we heard. Now we believe that this is the Christ. Jesus would die, shed his blood, be resurrected. The disciples, 50 days after the Passover, would be in the upper room and the Holy Ghost would fall on each of them as cloven tongues like as a fire. The church would start, begin. They would begin to meet in houses. The Bible would tell us that in just a few weeks, close to 10,000 people had been added to the church. It was a great revival. But there began to be some issues and so they said, listen, we need to ordain some men to go and, and, and wait tables for the widows and, and, and handle church business. And, and one of those men that they ordained was a young man by the name of Philip. And Philip waited tables for the widows. But as Philip waited tables for the widows, just serving the Lord, God began to do something in Philip. And the Bible says that God worked many miracles through Philip. And Philip, as he was waiting tables for the widows and his ministry was growing, Philip said, you know what? I I feel like I need to go down. I feel like I need to go down to Samaria. There's There's something happening down there. So Philip goes to the same place Jesus was years before. And when Philip begins to proclaim the name of Jesus among them, guess what happens? Everybody there gets baptized. The entire city. The Bible says even the witches went down in Jesus' name. Why? Because I must needs go through Samaria. There's a nation. There's a culture. There's a people. There's a revival. I gotta go start something. Years from now, Jesus came on that day and he planted a seed he planted a seed in a woman who nobody wanted to talk to a woman who had a bad past a woman who had a broken and wounded life but jesus said i'll take the worst and i'll make the best out of her i must needs go through samaria there was a seed planted and when Philip came in there and he began to preach Jesus, every heart was open. Every mind received it. Peter and John came, laid hands on them, and they all received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I must needs go through Samaria. Stand to your feet. What seed could we plant today? what culture could we reach today we we live we live on the outskirts of atlanta georgia one of the great melting pots of society we give money to missions every year so that Missionaries can go to other countries and reach people of different nations. But if I could today, if I could tell you today that I'm glad that, that, that we have those ministries that go to other nations. But can I tell you the truth, Chapel? The world has moved into our neighborhoods. The world has moved here. they're among us they're probably working with you at your job people from different cultures and nations they don't really know they don't really know how it is to be American and we don't need to be trying to train them to be American because God does not want us to have a melting pot where we all become one thing God's never done that never it's not Bible God it's more like a it's, it, it, it's more like a mixed salad like we all in the same boat but somebody's lettuce and somebody's cabbage and somebody's cucumbers or somebody's carrots but we all in the same boat but you you have your culture keep your culture god is beautiful in your culture but in jesus there is no black no white there is no rich no poor there is no bond no free there is no american I am a citizen yes and I'm a citizen of heaven I'm a citizen of a great family so I encourage you today I encourage you today number one I encourage you to reach out to somebody who may not have the same cultural background as you you say well Pastor Javis, how can I find common ground the same way that Jesus did. Because Jesus is always the common ground. I know a man that can save you. I know a man that can raise you. I know a man that can lift you. But I also want to reach out today and tell you that no matter where you're from in this building today, Jesus is the answer for your life. He has water that you can drink and you'll never thirst again. If you've been drinking from the all the wells that life have to offer and life has so many wells to drink from it's, it's easy to get caught up in that drinking from those wells hoping that there would be satisfaction in it but it just you just come back again and again you're never satisfied you're always thirsty but Jesus said when you come to me I'll give you life and life more abundantly above and beyond I'll do for you what no, nothing else can do for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Before we leave here today, I want to open this altar for anybody who would like to come and talk with that man named Jesus and say, Lord, I have drank from the wells of many, many, many places. I have tried on my own. I have reached, I have tried, Lord, in so many different ways to be satisfied from life. But, Lord, today, Lord, today, I want to drink from your well. If that's you today, I'd like you to come down to this altar. This altar is open. We're going to sing for just a moment, and then we're going to be done here today. But I want to make this altar available for anybody. We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.